1: To where you can actually go off and do your own thing.
0: This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It's really that time again, isn't it? Welcome into the program.
1: It is a midweek celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. We are almost towards the end. You see the light at the end of the tunnel, and boy, do we have a lineup for you today. A great program. We got lots to talk about, lots to get to, as usual. So, welcome into the program. This is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in wichita kansas on our flagship radio station we are all over the country multiple radio stations multiple tv stations live streaming and podcasting wherever you may be watching or listening we appreciate you very very much bottom of the hour christine Ronick, we've had her on the show before she is a nutrition and health expert she is a uh, award-winning chemist a three-time champion on fitness competitions and along with nutrition and exercise expert she's come out with a new book unlock your macro type identify your true body type understand your carb tolerance and accelerate fat loss uh, also she runs the website at gage we'll talk with her at the bottom of the hour on her new book and some of the health yeah i'm not getting rid of the health thing why andy well because apparently COVID's still around right and instead of walking around with the face mask and a shield on uh, over your face and spraying yourself down with Lysol and worrying about like you know antibacterial uh disinfectants all everywhere you go you could probably just like boost your immune system to where COVID-19 isn't a bother for you I know wild concept and that was forbidden and and booed the entire last two years until I don't know like the last couple of months when they're like oh yeah you know natural immunity might actually help you survive COVID-19 they didn't I know they didn't want to accept that I didn't want to admit that until just recently, but we've been saying that for the last two years. So we'll have her on about ways that you can make yourself healthy. You can take your health back into your own hands and uh, do it in a very uh, positive and happy way. So we'll talk about that, have a little fun with that at the bottom of the hour. I, I have a hard time accepting the fact that it is already almost the middle of March. I have a hard time accepting that it is spring break already. And a lot of kids, especially my little one, little voice of reason, she's getting ready for spring break next week. I have a hard time believing this. Now, this is a very difficult time, personally, because of things that happened a couple years ago. I don't really get into that a whole lot on the air, but I'm excited because, also, it is St. Patrick's Day, which, as you know, if you've listened to the show eh, for any length of time, you realize that that is by far the greatest holiday of the entire year. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Thank you. Here's the fun part about this, though, is that uh, there's a headline from the Daily Mail saying that uh, the headline party like it's 2019, baby. I don't know why there's a delay on my computer today. Nonetheless, the party like it's 2019, which really you can party like it's 2020 as well, because if you remember, COVID hit right at that same time and no one took it seriously in 2020 and uh, everybody was really angry at the spring breakers for actually going down to Florida, doing the partying when they didn't necessarily need to with all the lack of social distancing, which was just starting to become a phrase at that time two years ago. But according to the Daily Mail, Florida and Fort Lauderdale are expected to triple the amount of visitors over the last year as tens of thousands of people be uh, prepare to celebrate their first spring break in the U.S. free of COVID-19 rules. My big question is, where in the world... Is not Carmen San Diego, but where in the world is Dr. Anthony Fauci? I mean, haven't heard from the guy in a while, have we? No. I haven't heard from that guy and i would assume that getting close to spring break as of like i don't know now with people making flights and preparing and whatever you would think that he'd be out there saying you know you probably shouldn't do this i know we're still on the tail end of this but it's still lingering and you still need to get vaccinated because you're completely helpless and you're going to die in the streets unless you get vaccinated with all three of them and the double boosters or whatever the hell's out there nowadays that's like you just need to you just still need to social distance we don't want tens of thousands of people in just a tiny little area you just can't do this but health officials are not telling you that. Why not? Probably because it's an election season and they realize that their uh, messages are, are completely unpopular, so they're just trying to keep them down. COVID hasn't gone away. It's obviously still floating around. There's still people, quote-unquote, getting it. It's still airborne, and they're talking about annual booster shots. So obviously, obviously it's still lingering. So why are we not hearing the cautiousness of, be careful during spring break? I find that interesting. I find that uh, intriguing on why they're not actually promoting that this year, except for, of course, it's a rhetorical question because we know why it's an election year. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that. We will talk a little bit about COVID here at the bottom of the hour, obviously, with our health kick. But I want to shift gears for a minute and mention an interesting stat, I guess you could put it, uh, something that we've seen over the last few months, really since like October, November-ish, when the media really started honing in on this now, as you know, the left-wing progressives usually like to hone in on the political advantage of taking uh, advantage of this situation. But the headline from CNBC.com, half of Americans who quit their jobs last year made a career change. Here are five steps that you can take to do the same. We've heard on the monthly basis not only the unemployment numbers, the new jobs added report numbers from the Department of Labor Statistics, but also now with their new reporting, they've also talked about the number of people that quit their jobs on a monthly basis. And I chalked it up to largely because of COVID 19 mandates where people don't want to deal with the stupid vaccine or mask mandates. They didn't want to deal with some of the lockdowns that were happening, or they saw an opportunity to take advantage and actually move up in their career, or they're really done with society and they. They just wanted to go and start their own business, which we'll get to in a second, because I think that is a awesome opportunity to a degree. According to MSN, however, 4.3 million people quit their jobs just in the month of January along 4.3 million people quit their jobs. Now, where are they going? Some of them moving up to better opportunities. Some are starting their own business. I talked with uh, the secretary of state here in the state of Kansas, where I'm based out of, and he's saying now during COVID and post-COVID, I say that with air quotes, post-COVID, That he's seeing as the secretary of state for one singular state, an average of nearly 100 to 120 business applications a day in the state prior to COVID, it was lingering around 40 to 50. Just to put that into perspective for those, and I'm assuming this is happening in some other states as well, the job application of people starting their own businesses and applying to the Secretary of State's office to register their home business or their own private business has nearly doubled since COVID. Why? Because people are tired of the maybe corporate crap. They're tired of the mandates. They realized especially conservatives, you and I, that is, we try to fight the government saying stop oppressing us and stop overbearing us with your tyrannical power telling us this is what you have to do. You have to increase your taxes. You have to jump through all this red tape garbage. You have to, whatever. We realize that the government's not only the one that has that overbearing control over us, us, but it was an eye-opener over the last two years with private businesses telling us the same thing. Oh, if you work here, you will wear a mask for eight hours a day. Um, no. Well, then we're going to fire you. Really? Because that wasn't a prerequisite when I signed my contract saying that I was going to work here. You must get the COVID vaccine in order to work here. Really? Because I'm pretty sure that that wasn't my requirements either. And I kind of have a freedom to decide what goes in my body or not goes in my body. No, no, no. You have to get the vaccine or else we're going to fire you. And it was corporate policy, obviously, with the federal mandates that came out for the any business over 100 employees or more. Luckily, that got shot down, but they tried it. And it really gave an opportunity for businesses to use that as an excuse to push that mandate onto you. So since that happened, coincidence or not, the same time that happened in September, October, was right around the same time people said, I'm done, I'm over this crap, and I'm going to start my own home business. Because now you can't tell me what to do. I'm a employee of one, you know, one employee of the company. Try and tell me what to do now. And I really, truly, honestly think that had a large portion to do with it. Now, I say all the power to you. I love it because what does that represent? That represents independence. That represents self-sufficiency. That represents the American dream. How many people all over the world come to the United States with the dream, the passion, the heart, the vision to say, you know what, America is still that country with the streets paved with gold, with the opportunity for anybody if we can just get there. Why do you think we have so many illegal aliens trying to cut run over our borders? It's because they see the opportunity. Now, because of that, the opportunity is slowly dwindling because they're putting a burden on the nation without coming in through the legal process and doing things the way you're supposed to. But that's another story for another time. The opportunity is still there, regardless of all the flaws we have as a nation. And I'm not talking about government or government leadership right now in any way, shape, or form. We still have the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And people recognize that all over the world. Sometimes they don't admit it, but they recognize it. 4.3 million people quitting their jobs for the month of January. Why? Because they're working from home. And as I've mentioned throughout this entire pandemic, do it. If you have that opportunity, if you have any skill... Do it. I did it with my Hoosier Media Network. It's small. I obviously can't sustain myself on it, but it's a side project. It's a side job. It's a media company doing video production, trying to run it with different podcast shows, eventually starting an online TV streaming uh, for people to watch this constant programming of podcast shows to work with this show with the voice of reason since it, I guess, technically owns it to some degree. I mean, that was the goal. Is it going to grow? I don't know how much it's going to grow. Hopefully it grows huge. Or as Donald Trump would say, huge and bigly. But it was the opportunity there of, you know what, I want some stability. Who knows what the markets are going to do? Who knows what the economy is going to do? Who knows what the stability is going to do? And self-sufficiency is the most important thing. People starting their own gardens at home. People trying to rely less on the grocery stores because obviously, number one, grocery stores are extremely expensive now. And number two, you couldn't find anything on the shelves, especially toilet paper, because apparently when we have a pandemic that a affects your lungs, then we go out and get toilet paper, because that makes all the sense in the world. Didn't understand that one <laughs> at all for the first year either. But people were done with the system, and they wanted to do their own thing. Now, as I said how good that is, let's also talk about the potential negative side effects of this as well, because no matter how much we try to distance ourselves for our own self-sufficiency, they always have that grip over us, and we need to be aware of it because we need to start limiting that exposure to where they can't do that any longer. What's going on right now with Russia and the Ukraine? We're putting sanctions on Russia to such an extreme degree that Joe Biden said this just a couple days ago. In
2: addition, we're choking off Russia's access to technology, like semiconductors that are, and uh, and sap its, uh, its economic strength and weaken its military for years to come. Major companies are pulling out of Russia entirely without even being asked, not by us. Over the weekend, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, they all suspended their services in Russia, all of them. Joining a growing list of American and global companies from Ford to Nike to Apple, they've suspended their operations in Russia. The U.S. Stock Exchange has halted trading of many Russian securities. And the private sector is united against Russia's vicious
0: war of choice.
1: I hope this is a learning lesson for some of the globalists that believe in, you know, the United Nations and this global government entity and trying to centralize government, even at the federal level, how the government should just handle these issues. The federal, you know, the private sector is a bunch of evil, greedy corporatists, yada, 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 which is a bunch of crap. And we know it here on the on the other side of the aisle. But uh, they believe this stuff. When you give the government that kind of power. This is what happens. Now, we're putting these sanctions on Russia because of the devastation they're doing to Ukraine. Who's to say that couldn't happen to you? Uh, At the same time, online, Metaverse or Meta or Facebook or whatever the hell you call it nowadays, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all these other social media platforms where some people run their online home businesses solely from are completely being disconnected. This is hurting Putin-ish. But it's hurting the vast majority of the population in Russia. The average people that don't want the war, that don't know anything about the war, that have been cut off from the propaganda outside of Russian RT propaganda news telling them how great Putin is, they're cut off now and they don't know why they can't access their online business from home. Banks cutting them off. MasterCard, Visa, cutting them off. If that can happen there, just wait till you get a bad social credit score because you're a crazy right wing radical conservative that holds onto a gun and clings to your Bible. And I say, you know what? You're a threat. We're going to cut you off too. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
0: Bring some reason into your day. This is the voice of reason
1: with Andy Hoosier. It's a little concerning, isn't it? A little scary when you start thinking about how much control the government has. I hate control, I despise control. I hate it. That's why we've made a lot of changes. Over the last few years you know personal life career you know you want to be self-sufficient i hate control and you don't want to rely on anybody in any way shape or form and uh you do that with the government as well you know what uh, government if you're going to try and tell me what i have to do you know i'm just going to go and do my own thing and live is, you know, isolated as I potentially can. Oh, business, you're going to try and tell me to get the vaccine in order to function in society? Sorry, I'm just going to go and start my own business, so you can't tell me what to do on that front. It's great, and it's satisfying because it is self uh, self-sufficient, which is the best thing that you can possibly do. But now, look at what potentially happening. If the government's able to just shut off MasterCard, Visa... Social media, TikTok and Facebook, you know, a lot of people run their business selling products on these uh, different social media platforms. Russia has announced as well that they're trying to limit actually public internet. This isn't affecting Putin, it's affecting the people. Now, if the government's able to do that, and if the world governments, multiple government entities doing this against Russia, if we give sole power to a centralized United Nations, a centralized world government, globalist government, a centralized federal government, and they say, you know, your social credit score, Not the best. You have guns. You're conservative. You talk against us and and badmouth us as the governments, you know, on the radio, and you do these certain things. You don't have that. You refuse to get the vaccine. You don't have the best social credit score. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, your account just disappeared. Your Social Security account just went away. We don't have any record of you. You're not going to get any retirement. Oh, your debit card just got canceled. Don't know what happened. If they can do that there, who's to say they can't do that here? There's a pro and a con when it comes to some of this, uh, especially trying to be self-sufficient, trying to run your own business with obviously a lot of people doing it with half of Americans who quit their jobs, made that career change. A lot of them starting their own businesses just in January alone. Again, 4.3 million people quitting their jobs uh, just in one single month. They're either moving up to better opportunities or they're starting their own positions, starting their own company. Hey. I don't need to work for a salary. I'm going to be a freelance contractor now to where you just pay me as contract work, and I just come in to make my own shift and my own hours and my own duties. That's awesome. Good for you. But remember, we got to figure out ways to limit this government because I really, really hope that we can learn a lesson from what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine right now. If governments are able to do that to Russia, who's to say the governments, either globally or federally, are not able to do that to you? On a whim, as soon as they get that opportunity, and they're trying. Oh, they're trying. Why do you think they want to expand these? Why do they want to triple the size of the IRS right now? Well, you know, there's a lot of shenanigans going on with businesses that took advantage of the uh, COVID-19 relief funds for businesses and the PPP loans. Oh, there's a lot of people. We need to expand the uh, 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 what is it? OSHA for the work mandates and the work regulations. We need to go business to business, make sure that we're actually getting mandated and vaccinated. We need to make sure that. Da, 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 da. Who's to give you the authority to go into my business and tell me what I have to do? Who is it to you to come and say, hey, you didn't pay $5 on your IRS and what you owe for back taxes. We're going to shut you down. That's how powerful they become. I'm not, uh, now again, you need to put this into perspective here. I'm not anti-government by any means. We have a necessary evil that is government, so the government needs to stay limited. And by golly, it's no way limited in any way, shape, or form. There was a guy on social media just a couple days ago that was talking about how, especially in energy and oil, how government should be running all of it, how evil privateers and evil corporations and how you can't hold them accountable. I ask this question a lot, and I've yet to get a proper response back from a uh, individual on the other side of the aisle on this. But when you talk about transparency and accountability, what's easier to hold accountable? A government bureaucrat in the fourth branch of government through an agency or department that you don't even know who it is? And you have no say on voting for them, yay or nay, and you have no control over them when they're passing bills for the president to sign executive orders or a corporation making a bad decision. And you decide "Ah, I'm not going to buy their product anymore and I'm going to go tell other people not to buy their product anymore to where their product doesn't get sold. They don't make a profit and they shut down or they have to change their ways. I think there's a little more transparency on the private sector side, right? Again, taking the power away from you, not making you realize your full potential with the own power that you have as the an individual. Voice
0: of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
1: Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a midweek celebration. We haven't even covered a half of what I wanted to talk about today, so luckily we have a whole other half of the program. Which I'm excited about. Uh, by the way, it's already started as we talk about gas prices, which we'll play some audio of that here in just a little bit with some of the elected officials um, going after the gas prices, what to do about it. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, it's true. It's already starting to come to fruition. As we see the other side of the aisle really promoting, well, if you want to lower gas prices, just stop buying oil, stop buying gas, just get an electric car, go alternative energy, which there's nothing wrong with alternative energy. Is it necessarily as efficient or cost effective for the majority of the population? Probably not at this time, but it's already starting. There are news reports there was a local news report just today that i had to laugh about where it was a news story uh from the news on their recommendations is gas getting you down the not uh, can't afford filling up the gas tank all the time maybe you should look at the alternative of doing a more efficient uh energy efficient car a gas guzzling car needs to go to the wayside get the electric car it's already starting and they're doing it through the news of the tips to save you money it's crazy it's crazy so the political mindset has already changed to try and push that agenda. Of, oh, it's to, we told you, they're going to try and price you out of the realm to where you can't afford it to where the cheaper option is to get a really expensive electric car, which if you can, all the power to you. That's awesome. But right now for the everyday, I, I still got my Dave Ramsey, what's he called? The Dave Ramsey hoopty car. Yeah, it's a piece of crap, but it's paid off. And by golly, once we get the student loans done, then I'm getting something fancy. I may get something like that. Who knows? I don't care, let's shift gears a little bit here. I'm excited to talk about something a little bit different what's trending today and i am super happy to have this guest back on the program because it's been way too long since we've chatted with her but she is an award-winning chemist she's also a three-time champion fitness competitor a nutrition and exercise expert and her new book unlock your macro type identify your true body type understand your carb tolerance accelerate fat loss she also runs the website at gagelife.com. super happy to have back on the program with us here at christine Hronick with us here christine how are you today
2: I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for
1: having me today. Oh, oh, I love chatting with you. It was great the last time, last couple times we've been able to talk with you. And I'm excited about this book because springtime, not only do we have our New Year's resolutions where everybody tries to get back in shape and tries to lose the weight and tries to get healthy again, but now we're going into spring break. We're going into uh, the, well, I mean, it's going to snow here in Kansas here the next day or two, but we're supposed to get into the warm weather again at some point where people want their beach bods back and to look good uh, in the summertime. How many people really follow through with their New Year's resolutions from the beginning of the year? Do you think they're still at the gym doing that stuff?
2: Um, I mean, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the reality is, you know, those types of things, they wane. But I do see historically this time of year, especially springtime, you know, you know, well, it's not spring yet, but headed into spring. People still have hope for their summer bodies. People are looking to get fit for, like, Memorial Day. We're getting excited that it's getting staying a little lighter out longer. So it's at the top of people's mind to like do something about it coming out of hibernation here.
1: Sure. That is very true. And I think that health has been on people's minds, obviously with the last two years with COVID-19 of trying to, you know what, Hey, maybe I should make myself a little bit healthier. So I'm not in that category of people that are affected more so with COVID-19. So do you think that awareness of maybe health and health tips and health remedies has been on top of mind for a little bit more individuals than lately?
2: I could not agree more. Absolutely. I mean, with, Everybody getting sick, I mean, people realize that, you know, having a healthy body is just so much more than, you know, dieting and exercising. It's about making sure that you're getting proper nutrients, proper minerals, getting the proper things that you need for your body to function.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's talk about trying to get into the springtime. Maybe we have lost that New Year's resolution. We just haven't had that mojo to get back into the gym. Your new book, Unlocking Your Macro Type and Identifying Your True Body Type, Talk about the different types of bodies, and let's use an example of you know a, a guy that sits in a radio studio for ten hours a day to keep <laughs> them excited, to keep them healthy, and to make sure that you know they're not just sitting there packing on weight.
2: Yeah. So the reality is, we know that you cannot compete with what you eat. So it, even if you were in the gym seven days a week, you can't compete with that if you're eating improperly. So proper nutrition is the foundation, and unlocking your macro type is about figuring out how to gauge the most appropriate foods to fuel your body. All food is made up of macros, which is short for macronutrients, and they are either proteins, carbs, or fats. So a macro type designates, do you do best being fat-fueled, do you do best being protein-fueled, or do you do best being carb-fueled? And there are a lot of biochemical differences between individuals that would dictate which approach is going to make the most logical sense for you, given your unique biochemistry
1: how much does blood type I saw a story just actually a couple of days ago of uh, talking about the uh, people need to base their diets and what they eat based on their blood types as well uh, have you heard any of this um I
2: have heard about it um, it's not something that I particularly advocate or support because I do find there to be a little bit of um, gaps in the research mm. but when it comes to you know fueling the body I feel like it's We need to be able to gauge it based off of the fuel that you're putting into the body. And for instance, you know, there's three things that you need to truly understand if you want to be dialed in. The first thing is you need to be eating in a caloric deficit. That is first and foremost. You have to have your calories dialed in because even if you're eating the most wonderful organic food on the planet, if you're not in a caloric deficit. You're not going to lose body fat. That's Mm -hmm. number one. Number two, you need to understand your carb tolerance level because, you know, people can't just say a calorie is a calorie because the way it's going to break down in your body and the resulting impact on your blood sugar, on your insulin, on your ability to think clearly is going to vary. You know, like 100 calories of M&Ms is going to impact your body way differently than 100 calories of like almond or potatoes,
1: for instance. Sure. That is very true. Now, I screw this up a lot, and I go back and forth, and I know my system's probably way messed up because I can't keep it consistent, but I hear from eating small portions, but eating multiple meals throughout the day to keep the metabolism high, as opposed to like we need to do like a fasting of like eating only like once or twice a day in only like a certain time frame. And I go back and forth, and I know my body doesn't know what to do now, so it probably starts storing everything. But what do you recommend? And I know it's probably based on your lifestyle and how active you are throughout the day. But do you recommend the small portions, you know, five, six, seven times a day, or do you recommend, hey, doing the 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 uh, the fasting, which apparently is like a fad now? It's
2: going to depend on your carb tolerance level. So fasting is fantastic. Or intermittent fasting specifically is fantastic for breaking plateaus, and it's wonderful for folks who have insulin management issues specifically. When you concentrate all of your food into an eight-hour time frame or even less, right? What's happening is your body is going to experience fewer insulin spikes over a 24-hour period because you're eating. You know, there's fewer feeding times, which means your fasting window is longer. The benefit of that specifically is because every time you eat something, you have an insulin spike that insulin is released from the pancreas. Every time the pancreas is releasing insulin, it cannot release the fat-burning hormone, which is glucagon. So now that you're concentrating, your eating in a shorter window, your body has a longer residence time for glucagon to burn fat. So that's great if you have insulin management issues. However, there are some folks who don't have those issues and have more stable energy when they do eat in times intervals. So it's a matter of what's going to work best for your glucose metabolism.
1: Interesting. That's good to know. That's good to know because I think I have – I realize that when I eat, then I like to eat you know, a little bit more than I probably should, and then I get really tired and I just want to go to sleep. So I then I've realized that I just don't like to eat during the day. I'll wait and I'll eat dinner at home, and I know that's probably not the best thing to do either.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> there is that. We're talking with Christine Nevronic, author of the new book Unlock Your Macro Type, Identify Your True Body Type, Understand Your Carb Tolerance and Accelerate Fat Loss. You can also visit her online with GageLife.com. We got just a couple of minutes left here before we have to let you go. But uh, and we've talked a little bit about this prior too, but types of diets that maybe people are interested in, whether it's the paleo diet, whether it's the uh, whatever diet. Uh, so I went actually for a month and I went raw plant-based vegan, just eating nuts and berries and, and, and vegetables and stuff, which I did lose a lot of weight and I felt really, really good on that one for a while. Um, but what do you recommend and have you seen certain results from certain different types of diets?
2: So again, it's going to depend on what's going to work best for you. Um, for me personally, I'm a protein-fueled macro type. Which is common to like that bodybuilder, you know, fitness competitor, and even like celebrities like The Rock and J Lo have a tendency to eat more higher protein, moderate carb, lower fat. It mm. tends to work better for me. Um, but for other folks, you know, I have clients who do well on higher fats. I have clients that do well on higher carbs. It's just a matter of dialing it in specifically to their macro type. And my book helps people do that through some in depth self assessment tools um, and quizzes. So, you know, while it's loaded with, lots of quality science you are welcome to jump to the quizzes figure out what works for you look at the sample meal plans and training plans and just jump right to it as well
1: oh that's what i love about it because it's not a one-size-fits-all and i think that's where a lot of people mm-hmm. maybe make the mistake right
2: agreed yep absolutely
1: yeah that's uh, that's great uh, we got just about a minute left here but give us an example of one of those what would be a question that someone that doesn't know their type of body what would you ask them
2: So one would be related to how your body responds to carbohydrates. So when you start eating carbs, how soon do you feel you need to eat again? Could you go for four hours? Could you go for two hours? Could you go an hour or less? Or do you feel like once you start eating carbs, there's a switch that's turned on and it feels like you just can't stop eating? And if that that's the case it tells me a lot about your body's insulin sensitivity and it really helps me to gauge the most appropriate way to fuel you
1: i love it a lot of great information this is a definite need for a lot of individuals uh, just to be healthy not even trying to look like the you know fashion model on the beach in the middle of the summertime but just to feel healthy and be healthy again it's unlike your macro type identify your uh, your true body type understand your carb tolerance accelerate fat loss find the information online gauge again gauge life com. Christine Ronick. Christine, it's always good to talk to you. I always appreciate the time. Let's get you back on again here real soon.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you so much.
1: Hey, always a pleasure. We'll get you back on uh, real soon. I love it. A lot of information. And again, for those that are interested in just wanting to be healthy, COVID's still here. What other virus could be released? What the heck else is going on? It's not about the looks, just about feeling healthy and being healthy to deal and, you know, boosting your immune system. Shocker! Something we didn't hear about for the last two years from the government. We'll do some more of that when we come back here. It is a midweek celebration. It's The Voice of Reason. Stay here.
0: The Voice of Reason
1: with Andy Hoosier.
0: fighting for freedom every day the voice of reason with andy
1: hoosier boy the show flies right on by last segment of the day for our midweek celebration trying to cram that 10 pounds reason into that five pound bag trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at any time welcome back into the program thanks again to christina veronick coming on the show always great to chat with her we'll talk about some more health sh- stuff with her later get her back on the show and uh, go check out her book at gagelife.com. Again, gagelife.com. Go and check out all the stuff that she's doing there, supplements and the bodybuilding and the workout. I, I have gotten back into some of the exercising and things. It's, it is. It's hard when you're sitting in a radio studio in front of a computer for 8, 10 hours a day, but uh, to get up and get moving around, it's difficult. But starting off small and then doing it again, I feel I'm not quite back to my high school workout level, but I'm almost there getting there little by little. It's all right. Welcome back in. So, uh speaking of by the way with the health kick, I do have to laugh. There was a headline just yesterday, 2 days ago, where COVID-19 vaccines being dumped, thrown away, tossed into the garbage. Why? Because well, people don't want them anymore. It's unpopular. We have the Delta variant, then we had the Omicron variant, and it just watered itself down enough to where we can get the immunity. It doesn't harm us. We can build up that natural immunity without the vaccine, or people that already have the vaccine that will probably have to get boosters for the rest of their life because they didn't build up an immunity to it that actually lasts long for a long period, which, I mean, if that's what your choice is, that's what your choice is. I don't really care one way or the other. I will not get the vaccine. I have not gotten the vaccine, and I have no plans of getting the vaccine ever in any way, shape, or form. Because I probably already had it and I have a natural immunity. And if I don't have it, then I probably will get it in the air at some point in the next year while everybody else is getting a booster shot. And it's, it doesn't matter. But I'm wondering how much money we're wasting now as a federal government because obviously they care so much about the budget. I I laugh when Democrats finally start caring, like, oh, the deficit's getting really high because Republicans are spending on evil military stuff. And we've broken down the budget enough times on this show that anybody with a half a brain should realize how little we actually spend on national defense compared to social programs that are bankrupting this nation. But that's, again, another conversation for another day. Uh, Yesterday, we talked about taxes on gas. The federal tax sitting around 18 cents, 18 and a half cents per gallon. Then states obviously have their own state levels to where some are talking about trying to lower that tax on gas to help the relief just a little bit. Is it going to be enough? But we need to remember where this is actually coming from because they're saying I'm seeing photos again. This propaganda on social media is getting absolutely absurd. The news headlines just today that I heard both on the radio, on TV, on social media was, oh, look at that. If the gas prices are too high, maybe you should look at a cost effective, energy efficient car or an electric car to try and save on gas. The push for the propaganda is already there. Then you see these other pictures of Ukrainian babies holding the flag and patriotic people. are like, I'm willing to pay more in gas to save these individuals. It's not a question of whether we'd want to pay more or not to save these individuals by cutting off Russian oil. It's the fact that we shouldn't have to even see gas prices go up because of this, because we should be energy independent already. So it shouldn't have an impact one way or the other because we never should have been buying Russian oil. We should be energy independent. Not to mention the fact that that had actually very little to do with this. If you remember economically when a decision's made, it takes a while. It's the dropping of the stone and the ripple effect in the lake where it starts to expand. It takes time before a political decision's made in D.C. for the effects to be hitting the private sector. We're two weeks into a war and gas prices have jumped up 75 cents or more in some areas. It's not what's going on in Russia, and our very own guy, Congressman Ron Estes from my district here in the state of Kansas, he nailed it on the House floor just yesterday.
0: But the prices at the pump today are are not the result of just the recent events in Eastern Europe. If we look at gas prices on January 21st, 2021, just one day after President Biden took office, the national average was $2.40. One year later, on January 20th, 2022, Before Putin ruthlessly invaded Ukraine, the national average was already $3.33. President Biden and the congressional Democrats are solely responsible for the year-over-year increase and their anti-American energy agenda prevented the United States from maintaining our energy independence at a critical moment in history. That's why it's so important that we have good, permanent policies in place that encourage production here at home keeping our prices low for American families and small businesses and ensure that we maintain stability when bad actors disrupt the world. We should buy American first. We should buy American oil first. When United States isn't reliant on foreign oil, we can better address the global threats of tyrants and dictators. It's time we prioritize American energy production again that will put American families first and keep our country safe.
1: Boom, boom. We need to walk out of the Congress like Don't act like
0: you're not impressed.
1: Well, I'm telling you what, appreciate what he did. Keep up that fight and speak that loud and proud, my friend. Until then, speak proud yourself. What do you say? It's time to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is the Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a great Wednesday. We're back at it on the radio tomorrow for a Thursday, a free Friday celebration. We'll see you on the radio.